Hi friends, it's Sarah and Michelle. Today, I wanna to talk about excuses. Growing up, I had a teacher tell me once that she would never allow an excuse in her classroom. And this was problematic for me because I had transferred into this class mid-year and frequently had to say things like, I didn't learn this test material at my last school. Or my mom accidentally threw away my homework with the moving boxes. And rather than explaining the material to me or giving me a data study or giving me a fresh set of homework, she would just fail me because she didn't like excuses. I think I was nine or so at the time and I was frustrated. I felt stuck. I wasn't trying to make excuses. I was just trying to tell her what I needed. As an adult, I feel her frustration for excuses, but I have a lot of empathy for people trying to find a workaround an obstacle. And I think these two things are very different. I think excuses get unfairly lumped rather than categorized. There will always be obstacles. There will always be explanations. And there needs to be grace and allowance for that. But an excuse is something that we state as a non-negotiable explanation for failure that actually does have workarounds. I believe if there's a way and I want it, I'll find it. If I don't really want it, I'll find a way out. Let's get real for a minute and talk about some of the top excuses that we may be making up to avoid success. Another day, another task, think fast with a whole nother mission complete. Successfulish. Pick up the weight, press on, and act on the visions to see. I'm successfulish. Sit back and bask in the glory of all the goals I achieve. Successfulish. Lose a stack, get it back, reinvest, hope, wait, then I roll up my sleeve. Hello everyone, welcome to Successfulish. I'm Sarah Michelle, and today I wanna to talk about excuses. I'm gonna make a bold statement. Are you ready for this? There's no excuse to not be successful. You heard me, I said it. There is no excuse to not be successful. There are obstacles. There are times that we may need to change the success goal we're running after because it's no longer a viable option. There may be times that we need to address our metrics or our timeline, and we may sometimes have reasonable explanations for why we aren't yet where we want to be, but I don't believe there's any excuse for not being successful. So what is an excuse? Let's talk about that for a minute. According to Google, an excuse is an attempt to lessen the blame attaching to a fault or offense to seek to defend or justify. Ouch. None of us want to take the blame for why we aren't successful. We want to make excuses. We want to point to the people or the circumstances that have made success more difficult for us to achieve. But the harsh truth is that what we're actually saying when we make an excuse isn't, this is why I can't do it. It's we're really saying, this is the obstacle I'm not willing to overcome. Success is not supposed to be easy. And while it may be easier for some than others, it's on us whether we want to stew in that bitter jealousy or find an alternative route. And as a brand strategist, I essentially help business owners make their businesses more successful. And since I've started this podcast, I've had a lot more broad conversations about becoming more successful in general. And I hear a lot of excuses. 
I'm always amazed when I ask my clients, where do you want to be? And then I ask, what's keeping you from being there? How many of those things are 100% attainable? And to be fair, I have heard a lot of these excuses come out of my own mouth. So I'm not preaching from lack of empathy. And I am not preaching from an ignorant place of just believing that we all have access to the same opportunities because I know that life is so much easier for some and so much more difficult for others. But I'm sharing from my personal experience. And like I said, I'm not in any way negating real hardships that some of us have to face or dismissing the reality that when it comes to finishing or reaching the finish line, Some people are a little more blessed and sometimes a lot more blessed with a resourceful head start. There's certain successes available to others that I will never have access to. And there's been times in my life where I just, there was no way for me to achieve what I wanted to achieve. And I also know that I will have successes in my life that others will never have access to. But I also think that we cost ourselves and we compare. My success might not look like yours. It probably won't. We're living different lives. And maybe someone has crazy amounts of success in fame and affluence, but none in their relationships. Or maybe someone's struggling financially, but is healthy and whole. Maybe as much as there are tangible success metrics, there's also personal metrics. And we need to be honest and open to what success looks like for us personally. And one of the most convicting things for me in creating this podcast was that even though I was the one who literally created the concept of successful-ish, living comfortably, uncomfortably between the successes, redefining success, changing the metrics, realizing we're more successful than we think we are, reframing failure, striving for more without discounting what we've accomplished. I'll be honest with you, I consistently have to kick my own butt for missing it. I am still bogged down in the metrics of money and fame. I'm still distracted from all the amazing things that I'm accomplishing because I'm frustrated that I'm not getting to the next milestone quickly enough. And I'm frustrated that I have opportunities that I just can't reach. But you know what? When I break it down, the biggest thing that holds me back from any success is me. So I can personally empathize with how bitter that truth tastes, but the good news is that that also means I am the key to my success. So with that said, I want to address six of the biggest excuses that I have personally held on to and that I hear the most. And while I love you and I want to be encouraging and inspiring and make you feel like you've just gotten a giant bear hug and a high five and a gold star and an ice cream cone, I'm also about to call you out a little and shoot down all of your excuses, because I fully believe that you can create success and live successfully. So excuse number one, I don't have time. Cannot tell you how often I hear this. I just, I don't have time. And this phrase drives me crazy because I hear it a lot in the business world of, yeah, I know that I need to work on my business. I know that I need to do these things to grow. I know that I need to do these things to make more money, but like, I don't have time. Or in hobbies, people who want to get better at a sport or a passion or something. Well, I just, I don't have the time to pursue it. Or uh, wanting to rest and play. Like, yeah, I don't have time to take a vacation. I don't have time to, to rest. I hear it a lot in relationships. 
Like, I don't know. I don't have time to date. I don't have time to be with my spouse. I don't have time to work on a relationship. I don't have time to date this person. And the thing is, it's not actually accurate. We all have time. We all have 24 hours a day. It's not a time management issue. It's a priority issue. And what we're really saying when I don't have time is this is not a priority for me. And if you can practice saying that out loud, that was a really, it it changes the way that you look at things. Because now when I want to take a vacation or I want to go for a promotion or I want to take a class or whatever it is, instead of saying I don't have time for it, if I say that is not a priority for me right now, that puts my brain in a very different place. And now I need to look at that and particularly in relationships. If you are looking at someone else and telling them you're not a priority for me right now, that is a much more honest and truthful statement than stringing them along forever and saying, oh, I just don't have time. Like eventually I'll hang out with you. And that time just, it never happens because it was never a time issue. It was a priority issue. And I can tell you how many times I've heard people say that they don't have time and then we have a global pandemic and now all of a sudden we're quarantined. We're at home. We have all the time in the world and that book's still not being written. That relationship is still getting neglected. That business is still not growing because it was never actually a time issue. It was a priority issue. And so I think that that is a really big excuse that holds us back. And When we find that we are really busy and we have a million things going on, I think it's really important to do a time audit and to look at our calendar and to look where we're spending our time and to say, okay, am I spending my time in a way that's helping me achieve my goals? Do I need to shift things around? And I think it's really important to prioritize and to recognize, you know what, maybe there are some things that can slip. Maybe relationships aren't a priority right now. And maybe that's okay to let this person go and be honest about that and not pursue that. Maybe it's okay if the house doesn't get cleaned for a day because the priority is hanging out with kids or working on the business. Whatever it is, I think that if we can switch our understanding of it not being a time problem, but a priority issue, we can actually take back control over the time we have. And we can give ourselves permission and responsibility to really manage the time that we're given each day. We have these 24 hours and how do we want to fill it? That's up to us, how we choose to fill this. Excuse number two, I don't have money. This is a very real and valid excuse, okay? And if you have heard my story, you know that when my life fell apart, I had no money. I was living on $500 a month um, and somehow trying to make it work in New England and trying to grow a business with no resources or money to invest in the business. And I personally know how difficult it is to live with no money. And I know how difficult it is to live below that poverty line. And there are a lot of successes that are not attainable without money. There are a lot of opportunities that are not attainable without income. However, 
not having money is an excuse for not being successful. Because one thing that I did when I was at my lowest, I read a lot of success stories. And I found that a lot of the people who built these multi-billion dollar, million dollar companies that I really admire, they had nothing. There's an alarming amount of business owners, CEO founders who were homeless when they started their companies. Um, the founders of Life is Good lived in their van for a year. Uh, Walt Disney was homeless for a long time. Steve Jobs, Jeff Bezos, they invented things in their garage. There are a lot of people who have somehow figured out a way to be successful without having money. And not that I can compare myself to that level yet, um, but I also found that not having money made me a lot more creative. I got very creative with bartering skills. I got very creative uh, with using Google and reading books and learning from other people and figuring things out myself so that I could do it myself without having to hire people. I got very creative with how I was able to stretch a meal or um, create a comfortable home space. And that creativity actually did a lot for fueling my business. And one thing that I think I heard on Shark Tank, and I, I wish I remembered who it was that said it, but there was a quote that money is not a solution to a problem. It's just an accelerant. And I think that that is so true because if I were given a million dollars, a couple million dollars, that would not automatically make me successful. Because if I haven't been creative, if I haven't put the time in and the creativity in to figure out what I'm doing in my business and I just throw money at it, I see that happen all the time. Business owners that spend thousands, millions of dollars in advertising and it doesn't actually do anything because it's not connected to a strategy. It's not connected to what they're doing. You see people all the time that win the lottery or that come into money and they end up back on the streets. If you don't know what you're doing in your life and you don't know how to manage your money and you don't know how to problem solve and think creatively, having more money is not going to make you more successful. It's just going to accelerate what you're doing and eventually you're going to crash and burn and get right back to where you're at if you don't have those other pieces. So not having money, uh, as challenging as that can make things, is in fact an excuse for not being successful. Because you can look at plenty of people who are successful not having money. So I feel like that proves that one wrong. Um, and I consider myself proof positive of that as well. Uh, excuse number three, I'm not qualified. Who is? There are very few things in this world that actually require you to be qualified. You should probably go to school if you want to be a brain surgeon or um, maybe an electrician, <laughs> you know, anything like that. You should probably be qualified and not be performing medical procedures on someone if you're not experienced and qualified. But for the most part, who's really qualified? I can tell you that in running my business, I really don't use my college degree or my experience very often. There are so many success stories that I had no idea what they were doing. They figured it out. Um, Sarah Blakely, I don't think she had ever sewn before. 
I don't think she'd ever started a company before. She just wanted to be able to wear white pants and she problem solved and she figured it out. And I think that it's so important to look to other people's stories to hear that. And so many times we hold ourselves back from applying for a job or a promotion or whatever the opportunity is because we don't already know how to do it. Which is crazy because how how is it that we expect that we're automatically going to know how to do everything? I think that the only thing that we really need to be qualified is the, the base of what someone's looking for. It's the base of what we need. And the rest, you figure out. And if we can tap into that ability to figure things out, we can become qualified as we're doing the job. And there have been times where I have, it's interesting when I look back at my career, um, it's kind of funny because I started off at an ad agency and I had applied um, for this job doing marketing for Catalina Island. It's a little beautiful island off the coast of Los Angeles. And I was the second runner up and they decided to go with someone else because they were looking for someone with social media experience. And even though I'd been using social media since high school, I had never had that professional job title. And I completely cost myself the interview because I was honest about that. And I just qualified myself and said, oh yeah, I don't, I don't know how to professionally manage social media. So when I left the agency and I moved to Boston, obviously didn't get the job in Catalina. They ended up going with someone who had social media experience because of how I worded a lot of my answers. When I moved to Boston and got my second job, I was hired as a social media specialist for one of the largest global finance companies in the world. And I think that's funny that I was put in that job and you know what? I had no idea how to be a professional social media manager, but I figured it out. And within a year, I was really an active member of the team managing their social media, bringing strategies in place. I was bringing new solutions and creative problem solving because I figured it out and I learned how to do it. The next job that I wanted to apply for was a brand management job because I thought that sounded like fun. And I disqualified myself because I thought, well, I don't know anything about branding. I've never been a brand manager. And then I started my own marketing agency, uh, which, as you know, evolved into brand management. And I am now one of the most sought after brand strategists um, because it turns out that once I figured it out, I'm actually pretty good at that, too. And it's such a funny reminder to me to look through my life at all these things that I disqualified myself from because I thought that I couldn't do it. But when I just showed up and I learned it and I tried, I figured it out. And I think that that is what qualifies us, that tenacity to say, I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to start at the bottom. I'm willing to figure this out. I'm willing to educate myself. I'm willing to have the humility to say, hey, I don't know these things, but I have this perspective. And to be able to pair that together and really create unique perspectives. I, my life experience has brought me unique perspectives in every industry that I have gone into. And 
whether it's something like a job or figuring out how to maintain my car or figuring out self-defense, whatever it is, being willing to just start and just go in and feel uncomfortable. What has qualified me for those things has not been having natural skill in those things or having fast experience in those things. It's been having the desire to learn and the ability to learn what I'm doing really quickly and to figure things out. So there are so many people doing jobs that they are not qualified for. If there's something that you want to go after and you're willing to do the work to learn it, you can be successful at that thing. So excuse number three, going to rule that one out of I'm not qualified. Um, you are you. Your unique experience makes you qualified for most of the opportunities that you're running after. Excuse number four, what if I'm criticized? You will be. 100% you will be. And it doesn't matter what you do. If you don't do anything, you'll be criticized for not doing anything. This is an interesting one. There's been so much. Um, criticism is something that I have grown up struggling with, being in, a, in critical environments. And there have been so many times that I've held myself back from doing something because I'm not confident that it is beyond the point of criticism. And this is crazy because nothing is ever beyond the point of criticism. And I love how Brene Brown talks about this. And um, I know she often references Teddy Roosevelt and just this idea of if you are in the cheap seat, if you're not in the arena with me getting your ass kicked every single day, your opinion doesn't matter. Because if you're in the cheap seats, how can you possibly offer critique? You've never done what I'm doing. And having that perspective is so helpful because there is a difference between criticism or critique, which is actually designed to help point out what we can be doing better and help us grow versus just haters who are going to hate on what we're doing, no matter what we're doing. And for any decision that I will ever make, for anything I ever do, there will be a chunk of people who love me for it and a chunk of people who hate me for it and a chunk of people who feel indifferent about it. And I will never find something that everyone in the world agrees with. But if I know myself and I know my heart and I know what I'm passionate about and I'm fully committed to that, I'll find my people. I'll find the people who think that's awesome. So this idea of being criticized, is not an excuse to not be successful because it honestly doesn't matter how successful you are. It's always going to come with criticism. And some of the most successful people in the world have some of the loudest critics. So if you're feeling hated on, maybe celebrate the fact that you are onto something that these haters have never had the courage to try. Excuse number five, I have a past. Don't we all? This is such an interesting thing because I, I grew up in a really weird kind of environment where I grew up in the evangelical church. And it was interesting because it was sort of preached like 
you know, there's this fear that held people back from God if they had this really bad past and, you know, how can God forgive me for what I've done? And, you know, the, the church was very good about preaching that gospel message of it doesn't matter what you've done. Your past doesn't matter. God loves you where you're at. Like come move forward with us. And in many ways, um, I often felt unsuccessful as a Christian or disqualified because I didn't have enough of a past. So I often got passed up for different speaking opportunities or leading opportunities because my story was a little too vanilla and they wanted people with more flashy pasts. And I always thought that was really interesting that we we try to frame narratives and we try to frame these contexts and we try to make sure that everything that we've done in our past makes us look like whatever success we're running after. And the reality is that all of us have made mistakes because we're all human. We all have pasts and we can choose to let that disqualify us. We can choose to let that keep us from success or we can learn from our, we can learn from our successes and we can use our past to uniquely create a future. And some of the most successful people have really turned their life around and they have used that aspect of storytelling, not in a sensationalized, glamorized way, but just as a way to connect with people and to say, this is where I came from. And this is where I am now. If I can do it, you can do it. And I think that that's a beautiful piece of the human connection and success. And I have a lot of pieces in my past that I I hid and I was embarrassed to talk about. They didn't make me look that great. And what I found after years running my own business was that my past has is what uniquely positions me for what I'm doing now. And I don't really have any competition in my industry because nobody has the same past that I do. Nobody has the same life experience that I do. Nobody has the same perspective that I do. That component of my brand, my identity, who I am, no one can ever compete with. So whatever it is that you have gone through, whatever it is that you've come from, if you can use that to learn and grow and become the best version of yourself, you can find success. And lastly, excuse number six, I'll lose my relationship. This is a really tough one because you might. There's been a lot of times that as I've become successful, I've had to create new friend groups. And whether that's because the success metric changes, um, you know, as I've mentioned, walking away from my religious organization, what I once was considered very successful in that group of people, I would now be considered a failure. So I lost a lot of that community just because we now have different lenses and different metrics that we're looking at. I think a lot of times when we become more successful, we lose people because people get uncomfortable and we don't want our friends to outgrow us. And this is often known as the crab mentality where when crabs are in a net, if one of them is trying to get out of the net, the others will grab him and pull him back in. And we can do that as humans. We get 
we can sometimes have family members or friends who get resentful of our success. They're upset that we want to move away from home. They're upset that we're no longer spending as much time with them. They're upset because they feel like they're being left behind. And a lot of times I found myself sort of either apologizing for my success or downplaying my success or um, passing on success because I don't want to leave anyone behind. And so I try to be, I try to stay back where they're at. And this is always problematic. And I think that when we become successful, we have to redefine our boundaries and we have to tell the people in our life, like, Hey, this is where I'm going. I would love for you to hang out with me, but if you aren't, you don't want to, I can't drag you. I can't make you. And this is something that has been a really challenging life lesson for me of when I meet people and I see the potential of who they could be and I see how awesome they are at their core and I just want to drag them through success with me. But you know what? Sometimes people are so comfortable in their defeat. They're so comfortable in the hopelessness. They're so comfortable in their pit that they have already set up a barca lounger and started hanging pictures. And for the person who's in that position, I can spend all my energy trying to get them out, trying to get them to want success. But if they're not in a place to want that for themselves, all it's going to do is keep me in the Barca Lounger next to them. And now neither one of us are going to find success. And I think that often we use this as an excuse and I've used it as an excuse of, well, I can't, if I do that, I would lose this friendship. If I do this, my family won't talk to me anymore. If I do this, I'll be misunderstood. If I do this, I'll lose my community. I'll lose my relationships. And it's a really scary thing to be in that position. But what I found is that as I'm elevating myself, as I'm becoming more successful, and as I am more willing to change some of those friend groups, I'm able to find people who have the same kind of success that I do and that are running in the same direction that I am. And I don't know the dynamics of your relationship. So I'm always cautious to tell people that I am being descriptive, not prescriptive. And I'm sharing from my perspective and my lens, and I'm not prescribing my life on anyone. I know that there are sometimes we have to make decisions and sometimes we choose relationships over success. Sometimes we choose the person who we're with or the family that we're a part of. And if that is your choice and that is what you prioritize and that's what you've held on to, consider that a success that you have maintained this relationship that you've worked for. But if what you are wanting is a different kind of success, the fear of losing a relationship is just an excuse that keeps us from it. And I personally think that anyone that is in our life that really loves us and cares about us will celebrate those successes with us. And anyone who's really healthy will celebrate those successes with us. And I think that that is an important part of choosing our circles is choosing people who are going to lift us up, who are going to um, encourage us to be the best version of ourselves. So those have been the top six excuses that I've wrestled through, um, that I've realized, you know, these things aren't really what's keeping me from being successful. Um, There are workarounds for these different things. And 
my perspective is that excuses can limit our possibilities. I can choose to look at the very real valid constraints, restrictions, limitations, and perhaps unfair disadvantages in front of me and decide that that's my excuse and I can just stop trying. Or I can acknowledge the hand I've been dealt and I can creatively define success within the realm that I can control. And I think there's a really important balance in recognizing the unique advantages and opportunities we've been given pushing for the ones that we want and getting creative to find alternatives for the doors that are jammed shut. And I'm not going to lie to you and say that if you just work harder, you'll get whatever you want, because I don't think that's true. I I don't think that anyone can do anything they set their mind to. I, I absolutely believe that there are real limitations and constraints and imbalances, and there are 100% mismatched opportunities and some are dealt a harder hand than others but the one piece that we do have control over is our response and there's a difference between an actual obstacle and an excuse which is just a cop-out there's always a way to find success but no one is going to find it for you it's on you and it's on me and what i love about hearing other people's success stories is that there are very few, if any, universal hindrances to success. I can find success stories from people who have come from everything, come from nothing, come from different socioeconomic or racial or religious backgrounds in different industries, in different geographies. I can find people with all of those dynamics who have succeeded and who have failed which to me is good news because that means that it's really not a universal thing. There are opportunities, there are possibilities, and it's up to me to discern what is actually an obstacle and what is just an excuse that I'm allowing to hold me back from being successful. I would love to hear your perspective on this. I would love to know how do you differentiate obstacles and excuses? Have there been times in your life where you have unnecessarily held yourself back? Send me your thoughts at embracetheish at gmail.com or hang out with us online, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at embracetheish. And I hope that you all have an amazingly successful week. Success and failure, none of opposite ends. Curveball hits, gotta know where to bend. The attitude will affect destination. Interview determines when you're gonna make it. Live between successes, makes life rich. Live in every moment, successful-ish. Live between successes, makes life rich. Live in every moment, successful-ish. Hey, successful another day, another task, think fast with a whole nother mission complete. I'm successful-ish. Pick up the weight, press on, and act on the visions to see. I'm successful Sit back and bask in the glory of all the goals I achieve. Successful-ish. Lose a stack, get it back. Reinvest hope, wait, then I roll up my sleeve. Successfulish. Another day, another task, think fast with a whole nother mission complete. Successfulish. Pick up the weight, press on, and act on the visions to see. I'm successfulish. Sit back and bask in the glory of all the goals I achieve. Successfulish. Lose a stack, get it back, reinvest hope, wait, then I roll up my sleeve. Hey. All this weight on my arms need both flex. In this race, but behind need most steps. Had to show the learning curve, hope I don't crash. Hit your nerves when reserves got low cash. When I fail, realize that it won't last.
past, you made it through in the past, just look back. Successful list, you can see how the contrast fires and wins. Use the past and the bounce back. You can never win if you never go and do it. Figure is a hard road, rarely ever cruising. Embracing all my wins with a handful of losing. Expect the drought season when the plan's going fluent. I can never really feel it's all how you view it. It's all a lesson, just depends how you use it. Get all the data and keep it all exclusive. Never ending journey and the growth is therapeutic. My identity is not in what you see, I am the better me. Mistakes others make, I see. Happy teaching me. Compare yourself to others is an insult to tragedy. We will make unique, gotta use again collectively. Broke down my goals and a few look toasome. Can't take them back cause you already spoke them. Easily regressive, you don't stay focused. Focus, live between successfully moments. Successfully. Another day, another task. Think fast with a whole nother mission complete. I'm successfully-ish. Pick up the weight, press on, and act on the visions to see. I'm successfully. Sit back and bask in the glory of all the goals I achieve. Successfully. Lose a stack, get it back, reinvest, hope with that I roll up my sleeve. I'm successfully. Another day, another task. Think fast with a whole nother mission complete. Successfully. Pick up the weight, press on, and act on the visions to see. I'm successfully. Sit back and bask in the glory of all the goals I achieve. Successfully. Lose a stack, get it back, reinvest, hope with that I roll up my sleeve.